Welcome to Lakers Carpool. Got another at-home edition thanks to Labor Day. Hope you guys are enjoying the weekend. The Lakers bounced back, got the win against the Rockets last night, 117-109 to to tie up the series 1-1. to Let's get into it. The Lakers got the win behind big performances from Anthony Davis, who had 34 points and 10 rebounds, LeBron James, who had 28 points and 11 rebounds, and uh, some good play by Kuzma, Rondo, Markeith Morris to really round out the win for the Lakers. Um, The Lakers, it was good to see the Lakers bounce back, and really this game was decided by the Lakers' good defense. Um, They decided to try and trap James Harden and make his life more difficult they were much more okay with the lakers um letting westbrook take some open shots um and have the ball in his hand more which i think is good i think the lakers it's the less james harden has the ball in his hands the worse the rockets are going to be as a team that being said james harden um still had 27 points and Eric Gordon had 24 points. They were the leading scorers for the Rockets. Um, but the Lakers the Lakers played pretty good defense. It, at the very least, the energy was there. Um, I think I, you know, I need to start out, start out this episode by kind of taking back a little bit what I was saying about Rondo in last episode. Um, I was kind of giving Vogel some crap for playing Rondo 24 minutes in game one. I think that Rondo maybe was still trying to get his legs back, his stamina and whatnot, but he came out in game two and really made a difference in the game. Um, he's still a bit of a liability offensively just because he's, he's it's funny because he's, he's very similar to Russell Westbrook in that they have a similar energy that they, that they play with. I mean, Westbrook is is much better of an athlete than Rondo is. But they play with a similar energy. They kind of play that like annoying kind of pest defense basketball. Um, and they're not the best when it comes to um, their offensive game. Uh, so like, for instance, there was multiple times where Rondo was left wide open at the three-point line. And he made a couple. Um, he he had ten points overall. He made well. He made one. He made one three. He was one for five. So not good at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was pretty much given five wide open three pointers because, as the Rockets should, they'll live with the Lakers settling for Rondo shooting a three. Um, so he's a bit of a liability offensively when it comes to shooting, but. He is still a good playmaker, a good pass maker. Um, I saw on Twitter this morning that Rondo, uh, that the Lakers made 11 of 15 shots off of Rondo's passes last night for a total of 28 points. So um, he was getting his teammates in the right place. He was in the right place, and they were getting open shots. 
Um, shout out to Markeith Morris, who played 22 minutes last night. He uh, There was a stretch where he, I think he hit four threes in a row. He ended the game four for five from three with 16 points, five rebounds. So a really good game from, from Markeith Morris. And, I mean, that's what the Lakers need. We need Anthony Davis to play a big game, LeBron James to play a big game, and then we need at least one or two role players to pull their weight and score 14 to 16 points. So last night we had Markeith with 16, Kyle Kuzma had 13, um, Rondo had 10. Uh, the I mean, the... Even Danny Green had nine. He shot three for five from three, so pretty good. Um, KCP, he played 25 minutes, only had five points. So thankfully, Markeith Morris kind of was able to pull the weight um, in that in in that regard. So the Lakers um, played a really good game overall. It wasn't their best game by any means. But as a team, they shot 56%, which is really good. Um, they shot 56% from the field and 44% from three. So for the Lakers, that's a great shooting night. But they also still could have... Um, they ended up with 117. They could have scored more, but that it's still a good game. Um, they, In terms of like shooting percentages, their free throws were pretty terrible again as a team shooting 61% from the free throw line uh, overall went 11 for 18 that's versus from the free throw line for the Rockets 17 for 23 for 73% so um, the Lakers did a good job at also limiting the Rockets free throw attempts because in game one um, the Rockets, I guess they only took 27, um, free throws, so about the same, let's see where we're at, so yeah, the, so the Rockets took four more free throws in game one, so not too big of a difference, um, but they didn't shoot too efficiently from the from the uh, free throw line, and and I think a lot of um, you know James Harden shot thirteen free throws, but limiting him to twenty seven points is good. I mean he's going to get his points, but the Lakers did a good job at limiting his points. Um, so overall, the Lakers played a really good game last night. Looking at the kind of the game to the game matchup, the head to head matchup. Um, the Rockets went off in the third quarter for 41 points. They, in the third quarter, I think they shot like 8 for 9 or 9 for 10 from 3 in the in the third quarter. So the Rockets really couldn't have played a better quarter than they did in the third quarter. Um, so that's kind of encouraging for me that the Lakers still won that game by 8 because... Because the Lakers were playing really well in the first half. Um, they got up... Their biggest lead of the game was 21 points, which they got to um, in the second quarter. And they kind of held that lead for a good amount of the second quarter. And 
I think they were up by like 17 or so at halftime. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so for the Rockets to come out on fire, scoring 41 points in the third quarter, the Lakers only scored 23 points in the third quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, they shut the Rockets down. They only allowed 17 points in the fourth quarter while scoring 27. Won the game by eight. So the Lakers played a good game. They didn't play a perfect game. They could have played better still, but they played a good game. The Rockets also played a pretty good game. Um, you know, the thir- in the the first quarter, the Lakers had a 16-point advantage, 36-20. to 20. So that kind of, they got off to a hot hot start, which is great. The Lakers need to do that. They, they need to get off to hot starts. Um, and then the second quarter, both teams scored 31, so pretty even. And then Rockets go off 41 versus 23 that the Lakers had. Um, so the fact that the Lakers were able to slow down the Rockets, who had momentum in the second half, and close out that game is really encouraging. Um, so yeah, the Lakers' biggest lead was 21 points. The Lakers did what, you know, so last game, the Rockets and Lakers were tied for rebounding, both offensive and defensive, um, which I was saying is just terrible because the Rockets are a small team. Their biggest guy is six foot seven. When when we have Anthony Davis and LeBron, like we should be able to out rebound the Rockets by a ton. So we did out rebound them forty one to thirty five. Um, probably could have. I wish there would have been a bigger disparity. Um, offensive rebounds, the the Lakers only out rebounded the Rockets offensively. Um, nine offensive rebounds to eight offensive rebounds. So the Lakers allowing eight, eight offensive rebounds to the Rockets is pretty um, pretty bad. So I think cleaning that up and not allowing the Rockets to get second chance uh, points can really also help. Um, the Lakers had 30 assists, which is pretty, pretty great. Um, five blocks. Um, the Rockets had 17 turnovers in that game. The Lakers 15. I'm pretty sure that's kind of similar to what the stats were for um, game one, except reverse, where the Lakers had 17 turnovers and the Rockets had around 15. So kind of flipping that and forcing the Rockets into more turnovers was great. And then from a field goal, from a shooting percentage standpoint, the um, Lakers, like I said, had shot 56% from the field. Versus the Rockets shooting 45% uh, from the field. And then from three, the Lakers shot 44% versus the Rockets 41%. And, I mean, that's really saying something considering how well the Rockets shot the three-point, uh, shot three-pointers in the third quarter. And they still still only shot 41% from three. Um, and, like, the Lakers for being a quote-unquote bad three-point shooting team um, shot pretty well. And, and I really, like, all we can ask for is that the Lakers outshoot their opponents. And so, you know, the, the Rockets shooting 41% from three is pretty good. But the Lakers still shooting from three better um, makes a big difference. And, you know, again, the Lakers free throw shooting only 61% versus the Rockets 73%. Um, is really just... It's really annoying because 
the Lakers are a good team. The Lakers have more than enough talent to win a championship. But things like free throw shooting in a close game is or they could it could really bite you in the butt. And this is what we saw in the during the Blazers series. The Lakers were even in the game where they won by 20 points, shot like 60% from the free throw line. And so like yeah, they're doing things better where they can get away with not shooting well. But when we get into series against the Clippers or if we get past the Western Conference Finals and get into a series against the Celtics or the Raptors or potentially the Bucks, if they can make it past the Heat, um, the free throws are really going to start adding up. The missed free throws are going to start adding up. So I really hope the Lakers can 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 tighten the free throw shooting up. Um, I mean, the majority of people shooting free throws are LeBron and Anthony Davis. So them being the two best players on the team, two of the best players in the league, um, should be able to, to kind of clean that up. So, I mean, I'm so happy the Lakers are winning and getting wins, but I'm nervous for what that means in the future. So that's really something to continue to watch in the Lakers' performance. Um, but yeah, really overall, the big story last night was – um Rondo making an impact which he made a lot of us um Lakers fans and and uh, people that write articles and do podcasts and whatnot made us bite our tongues because we and he he deserved him and Frank Vogel deserved the um crap that they got for what happened in game one like Rondo did not play well he got a lot of minutes and it really did hurt the team but he did prove that he can make a difference, and hopefully last night's game gives him the momentum, gives him the confidence, gives him um, what he needs to continue playing at that level and continue uh, helping the team. So overall, uh, really good, um, really just a good – It's a, I think it was a solid win because the Rockets are a good team. The Rockets aren't a championship team, but they're a good team. And they really push their opponents to their limits because because of the way they play basketball. They pass so well. They play this small ball lineup that is just it's so hard to um, to, to I feel like to to prepare for and to match up against just because it's just so unique. Um, and. And they, they move so quick. You know, LeBron said that after game one, that playing against the Rockets is like playing against the uh, the fastest show on turf uh, Rams team where it's you can prepare as much as you as much as you want, but until you get on the field or the court against them, you don't really know what you're getting into. So I think that game one, hopefully we can just say that that, was, that game's a wash. It was them getting their heads back in the game, getting their momentum back. And now that they know what they're dealing with, they can, they've made the adjustments and can, can continue to make the adjustments that they need to finish out the series. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's crazy how really how fast the Rockets do play because I was, you know, we're watching the game last night and I'm just saying that the Lakers were up by, you know, double digits, 15, 16, 20 points especially throughout the first quarter. And I felt the whole, like the whole time that the Rockets were still well within the, within that game. Um, just because 
of how quickly they move the ball, how quickly they get up the court. Um, it just feels like at any moment, like the momentum can really shift. So that is really the biggest, like the scariest thing to me about this Rockets team is the Lakers, they kind of played a similar defensive scheme last night as they did against the Blazers where they were uh, trying to kind of trap James Harden a few feet behind the three-point line just so he couldn't really get anything, get anything going, um, which it, which is a great strategy. But when you have, when you have a great passing team, guys are going to get open. And so we saw that, in, and that's really what hurt us in the fourth or the third quarter was we were trapping Harden. He was doing a good job at getting rid of the ball, and then they were swinging the ball or moving the ball a couple times. And they would catch like PJ Tucker in the corner for a corner three, and he hit a ton of them. Uh, let's see how many threes PJ Tucker hit. Um, he had so PJ Tucker had 18 points total. Um, he shot four for seven from the three, so great shooting game from him. Um, between between Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, Robert Covington, James Harden, they all shot. 50% or better in that game. Gordon hit six threes. He shot six for 12. P.J. Tucker uh, hit four threes. He went four for seven. Covington hit four threes. He went four for eight. Harden, same thing, four threes, went four for eight. So that that's a that's some really good three-point shooting um, between four different guys on the team. So the fact that the Lakers were able to deal with that and counteract it and win the game is really encouraging um, because like like I was saying the Rockets they're a good they're a good shooting team they're better they're they have more guys on their team that will probably consistently hit threes than the Lakers do but they're still not an elite three-point shooting team um and like we saw in the Thunder series the Rockets Thunder series the the Rockets averaged about 35 percent from the three-point line. So them shooting 41% against the Lakers is is a really good shooting performance for them. Um, so it was good to see that the Lakers were able to still outshoot them um, offensively and were able to limit James Harden um, with their defense and not allow him to really take over the game. And, and like, he didn't – he got to the foul line a good amount, um, but he didn't – like just take over the game and bog the game down by drawing a bunch of fouls and getting to, to the line a bunch. Um, and speaking of which, like it's absolutely unbelievable how James Harden draws fouls. I, I think we all know this, but I just want to get this out there and say it because it's like I didn't watch a bunch of Rockets games during the regular season, so this is these you know these two games so far are almost the most I've probably watched the Rockets so far. Um, I mean, I've been, I've pay attention from a distance and whatnot, but like, it's really unbelievable how well Harden draws fouls, and it to it's to a point where it's a little ticky tacky. Honestly, it's like really annoying as a as a Lakers fan, where like, there are plays, hundred percent there are plays that his teammates will do where they drive to the basket and put it try and like put up a layup or a shot where had James Harden done the same exact thing, he would the refs would call a foul for him. So it gets to a point where it's almost annoying, but it is also very impressive that he can do that. As a Rockets fan, I would love it. As a Lakers fan, I hate it. 
but I just wanted to get that out there and both show my respect for it and also my insane annoyance for it. But it's pretty unbelievable. Um, so Lakers did a good job at limiting Harden's um, advancement towards the hoop in last night's game, which really helped. He did hit, hit a few big threes, um, which he's going to do, but he's really the most dangerous when he gets to the hoop because he's either going to get fouled and make a bucket, or he's going to get fouled, get free throws, or he's going to make the bucket. Like, it's just, it's a very, him going to the hoop is very efficient for the Rockets. So, us limiting that and forcing P.J. Tucker, Robert Covington, uh, Eric Gordon, and even Russell Westbrook to beat us, it is scary. And that's why I think the Lakers, I think that's, that's why I think that this is going to go to six games, because I think that they'll win at least another game with behind uh, Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, and if Westbrook plays actually like a good game, then I think they can they'll they can definitely win at least one more game. Um, but Westbrook just has, just just hasn't shown enough between the games he played in the Thunder series and then the games he's played in this series that he is able to take over a game for the Rockets when James Harden is. Um, I won't say being shut down, but just being limited offensively. So, um, I think I'd like, honestly, like, I think that I'd like to see more of the same from the Lakers last night, of what they did last night. I think that they, they played almost as good as they can. I think there were things that could have been done better. They were still pretty sloppy. I mean, they had 15 turnovers. Um, I'd like to see them limit the turnovers. I'd like them to see them shoot better from the free throw line, but I can't be too upset with their shooting from the field or from the three-point line. Um, when the Lakers are shooting over 50% as a team from the field, they're winning. I think, I can't remember what the stat was, if it was that they're undefeated when they've shot over 50% or or if it's just that they've won most of their games when they shoot over 50%. But when the Lakers are shooting over 50% as a team from the field, they're winning games. So I definitely, I think that they played a, like last night was a great game. I think that the Rockets third quarter, like I said, was pretty unbelievable. Um, they probably won't do that too many times, honestly. Um, so I think that the Lake, the fact that the Lakers withstood a huge run from the Rockets and still won by eight is very telling. Um, cause had the rock, you know, cause in this, um, in this game, the Rockets' second quarter, they scored 31 points, which was high. You know, in the first quarter, they scored 20 points. And then second quarter, 31. Third quarter, 41. Fourth quarter, 17. So taking out the third quarter, the second quarter was their next highest scoring quarter with 31 points. So had the Rockets scored 31 points in the third quarter, they still would have outscored the Lakers in that quarter. And still would have, like, been still would have had a high, a fairly high scoring quarter, um, but they still would have had ten points less. And like with, if you could do that, like take away those ten points, 
and leave all else the same, then the Lakers win by 18. And you don't have people like Colin Coward and other sports talk radio people saying that the Lakers are struggling against the Rockets and are not a championship team. So I think that the story is different if the Rockets miss a couple more threes in the third quarter. I think the game ends differently. I think the Lakers win by more, and I think it looks more like a blowout than it was. Um, so I think last night's game was really encouraging. I hope the Lakers can continue um, what they did last night uh, in, in tomorrow night's game and can slowly kind of shut down shut down the Rockets. All right, let's take a quick look around the rest of the playoffs, see how things are shaping up. Um, yesterday afternoon, the Bucks played the Heat in Game 4 of that series. The Bucks were down three games to zero. Giannis went out of the game early with, he. I guess he had hurt his ankle in the game prior, um, but he was still playing last or in the game yesterday, but he re-aggravated that ankle injury, um, so he left the game early. Um, things didn't look too well for the Bucks, obviously with the honest leaving early, but the Bucks were able to force overtime against the Heat, and behind Middleton's 36 points and 9 points in overtime, they outlasted the Heat, won that game 118-115, to 115, um, to extend that series out at least one more game. So that series is now 3-1 to one, Miami. Um, they play their next game on Tuesday. Uh, tonight we have the Celtics playing the Raptors. That series is tied 2-2. Two to two. Um, That's probably the most, definitely the closest series we have so far. Um, we're we're going to see how, obviously, how the Lakers and Rockets series shapes up, as well as the Clippers-Nuggets. They have their next game. Game three for that series is tonight as well. Um, the Nuggets actually on Saturday beat the Clippers 110-101. to um, They actually had a pretty big lead in that game. The, the Nuggets' biggest lead in that game was 23 points. The Clippers never uh, led in that game. So the, Rock, or the, the Nuggets just kind of dominated that game the entire, the entire time. Um, Kawhi Leonard had a pretty pretty bad game. He only scored 13 points. He did have a double double though: 13 points, 10 rebounds, and eight assists. So, um, not the not a not the worst game, but definitely not the game that you need from your best player. Um, especially because he played he played 38 minutes in that game. Um, so the Nuggets kind of dominated game two. So that series is tied one to one. So it'll be fun to see how. Tonight shapes up. My guess is the the Clippers um, take over. I don't think Kawhi Leonard will have quite as bad of a game as he did in Game Two. Um, so I think that they'll take that game over, and they'll probably win, still win this series in five games. I, they can definitely win uh, three games in a row. So, um, so yeah. So I think the yeah. So the I, I could see the Raptors Celtics series that that series could definitely go um, seven games especially because the Celtics jumped up to a two-game-to-nothing lead in that series, and the Raptors have come back to tie it up. So that series could easily go seven games. Um, the Clippers-Nuggets, probably five games, maybe six games, if Jamal Murray can have another huge game. 
especially if he plays like he was playing against the Jazz. And then the Bucks and the Heat, I think I, I haven't heard what um I haven't heard what Giannis's status is. I did see that he was in a boot um after the game yesterday, so I don't think it's a like a super serious injury and in that he needs like surgery or he needs anything like that but sprained ankles if that is what it is are still never fun so um so i think that the uh the uh it really depends on Giannis's status but i think i mean middleton showed that he can he can show out in a game in a playoff game like this so if he can if if him and Giannis can combine for, you know, 60 to 70 points, then they could definitely easily win another game. And if they can consistently do that, they could even come back in the series. But it's tough to come back from being down 3-0. Now it's 3-1, which has been done before, but definitely a big hill um, against them. So, Next game between the Lakers and Rockets is tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Pacific time. So looking forward to that game. Looking forward to see if the Lakers can continue what they did in last night's game and get another victory over the Rockets. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers!